This podcast is a quest for well-being, a quest for a meaningful life through the exploration of fundamental truths, enlightening ideas, insights on physical, mental, and spiritual health. The inspiration is love. The aspiration is to awaken new ways of thinking that can lead us to a new way of being, being well. Welcome to Body, Mind, and Soul Healing Conversations. a starlight from source, a light being from the stars who has taken on form for your own unique journey upon our beautiful blue planet. The light that you see outside of yourself, the rising sun, the reflective moon, and the shining stars in the heavens remind you that light is your heavenly origin. You may glimpse the light of a human aura from time to time, but the light of source resides permanently within you and without you and is you. To be on earth is to learn and grow, to become a greater conduit of love for the universe. You have made many choices for your life. You choose to be here. Now is the time to walk the starlight path, to increase your consciousness, to build your spiritual quotient, and raise your frequency towards your personal ascension. Reverend Allison L. James In this episode, Valeria Tellis interviews Reverend Allison, The Awakening of the Heart and Spiritual Evolution. Reverend Allison L. James is the author of Merlin and the New Camelot, The Birth of Collective Christ Consciousness brings illumination and the all-chemical wisdom of Merlin, the Ascended Masters, and the Egyptian pantheon of gods and goddesses through channeling, teachings, and in ceremony. As an ascension energy anchor and cosmic code activator for the spiritual hierarchy, Allison offers her broad metaphysical knowledge and experience as a healing facilitator crystals, rising star, galactic healing, arch, and NLP, and as a non-denominational minister through the Starlight Path. The Starlight Path offers mentorship, loving spiritual guidance, inner transformation, and expansion of consciousness for the self and the foundation building of the new Camelot, the new golden age. To contact Allison, visit allisonljames.com. Her archive of written work may be found at goldenageoflight.com. Here is the interview with Reverend Allison L. James. In your own words, who is Reverend Allison L. James? I'm a non-denominational minister, and I have been following my spiritual path for probably 25 to 30 years. So everything that I have learned and I work with is to uh, follow my spiritual path as I'm guided by spirit. Mm. Wow. A question comes to mind. What is the spirit? Spirit is an essence. It is an energy and a consciousness that permeates the universe and ourselves. We embody spirit and we have, with that awareness, the ability to reach higher realms And also, uh, conversely, to go deep within ourselves to find the essence of who we are. Thank you. 
Before we begin to talk about topics related to the golden age of light, self-love, spiritual evolution, awareness, and transformation, I'll be asking you a few general questions. The first one is, what is life? Ah, (laughs) such a good question. Life, as we often say in the human realm, is what you make it. But actually, life is a gift because we are given this spirit and a soul that comes to inhabit our bodies, our temple that carries us through life. So life is the embodiment of all that God has given us. Mm, Right. What is the difference between spirituality and religion? I'm so glad you asked that question. (laughs) I've asked that all the time. Um, For those who have read my book, Merlin and the New Camelot, I discuss the major religions and how they have come throughout our history at certain times, bringing us information. And each religion has built upon the previous one. So the overall picture of religion is that it's given the Uh, given us the principles and the tenets that we live by. So the difference with spirituality is that spirituality is intrinsically within us. It's not something that's been uh, given to us by dogma or creed. We may grow up with a religion, and that's fine. And we learn certain uh, principles and right uh, ways of being and living. That is a transition point that is given us so that when we realize that the religions of the world bring us so much and uh, together, they show us many paths to um, source. But the spirituality speaks to our being. It speaks to who we are in our essence, as well as to where we can go. So with spirit, there's no limit. With religion, there are certain limitations or beliefs that have been set in place. Perhaps they'll evolve uh, further. I think some of them are. But essentially, uh, when we embrace spirituality, the expansion is exponential. There are no limits. That makes so much sense. I guess my next question relates to the difference between intuition and beliefs. When we are working with our intuition, we start working with our feminine aspect and we receive certain ideas and certain guidance, even energies. Um, Belief can often be uh, something that we're taught, and it can be a bit mental, rather of an intellectual level. And so it can make us get a bit stuck sometimes, because certain things may have happened in our lives, in our experiences. And so we believe, oh, If X happens, then Y, I'm going to be like that. Mm. (laughs) True. (laughs) So that that the object essentially is to check our beliefs. And if we are finding that we are reacting in a certain way or meeting the same problem over and over again, it's our beliefs that are guiding us, and they they can be quite subconscious. They're not always top of mind. So we have to be willing to have a look and see where our beliefs are landing us. Right. That's so interesting that you connect intuition to the feminine energies. I never heard of that before. What is the world's greatest need, in your opinion? Well, it's love. (laughs) Uh, A mentor of mine, Derek O'Neill of Ireland, said, love is the answer. So what's the question? 
What is the question? All questions. <laughs> so what is the question? <laughs> Everything comes, brings us back to love. Everything comes from love. Everything is based in love. If we could just accept that, um, our lives would change. Wow. I love that. <laughs> Talking about love. So love answers um, all questions. Right. What is love to you, Alison? Love to me is not an outside impression. It's not a mental exercise. Love is an energy. And it's very important that we realize this because we talk about love all the time. And it's, it's sort of the word is thrown around, but <laughs> love really is an energy. So when we understand that, we can think about the energies that we hold. We can send energies to people. We can receive energies. It's not just something that goes on in our mind. It's something that's based in the heart. And while there is a wisdom in the heart, it is still an energy, a a force, if you like, that we can radiate out to others or hold within ourselves or change the world with the love that we send to it in, uh, in group or worldwide meditations. So it is something that we may select with our mind where we want to send it, but it is an energy. Mm, right. What do you think is the purpose of life? <laughs> well, it is quite grand. <laughs> we might not always think that, but <laughs> it is grand. Um, for me, I would say life is to be guided by spirit. But there's an additional part to it, and that is that we come to earth to learn. It's it's not just for our entertainment. <laughs> it's life on earth. It's like attending university. We all come and we have our lessons and we learn and we grow. And as we do that, and as we transcend some of our limitations, we can connect as citizens of the universe. In other words, we might come here for the lessons, but those lessons prepare us for a life and a way of being that transcends being here. In other words, it's a universal energy and way of being that we espouse to live. We can start learning to live that way while we're here. But one has to have the awareness that there's more and we can be more. You mentioned the word here, come here. We come here. We are here. I'm wondering where there is. <laughs> well, it could be on any other planet or universe. It could be in another dimension, as Merlin has told me. He is the as one of the ascended masters. They never stop learning. So there's always more. We we are not given all the information, such as all the the, the full answer to your question, because we couldn't really handle it very well. It would be like shining a very bright light, and we would um, go into unbelief. <laughs> And um, we would start perhaps not focusing on learning our lessons while we're on planet Earth. So it's a rather multifaceted answer. And I do believe that we are given every opportunity through the energies and the codings that we receive from the Ascended Masters. We call it syncretism. They're always downloading energies 
to the best of our ability that we can receive at any given time. So they don't tell us everything, but over a lifetime, one one develops a sense of what is true for the self and what you believe and where you are at any given time and if you'd like to explore things to go to the next level. It's something that requires our participation. If we pursue it, uh, we're going to get some more answers, but there isn't one stock answer (laughs) in my book right now. Yeah. Um, So you mentioned Merlin channeling. That's what you really saying. So for those who don't understand what that is, what is channeling and who is Merlin? He's someone dear to my heart. Um, He is, in actual fact, my heavenly counterpart. He's been my guide and has been with me throughout my present lifetime. And I have known him for eons of time, for we are a pair that came from source. So right now, he is in the higher realms and he can channel to me. So what is channeling? Channeling is something we can all do. Don't be... um, intimidated by that word. We're all channeling all the time. When we have ideas, we're painting, we're writing or whatever we might be doing. So channeling, which is a conscious action on my part, for example, means that I become totally still and I allow myself to receive. That's that feminine aspect of being. That's like intuition. I allow that energy and that word and even the presence to come through me. So let me just give you a word from Merlin right now. Hello, dear listeners. This is Master Merlin. I and my human counterpart, Alison, are pleased to be able to communicate things, information, knowledge of spirit, and you may reach me to answer your deeper personal questions. I hope this is of help to you. Love and blessings, Master Merlin. It's about coming into a uh, a place where You can be open, open open-hearted, open-minded, but also it's something that progresses as you align yourself, align your spirit with your higher self, your God self, if you like. So I've, I've done that a lot. I've worked on that for a long time. So it, it's not something to somebody has to be special to do. No, everybody can do this. It just requires some focus and uh, a little practice. (laughs) Yeah, that's my next question. How did you realize when that you were in communication with Merlin? I had this idea in my head that I'd like to learn to channel. I had worked with crystals a lot still do. My home is filled with them. (laughs) And uh, they enhance your energy field and also help to clear and cleanse your energetic vibration. So once this started happening, I had realized through regular channelings that I used to attend that all of these amazing beings from Oh, Benjamin Franklin to Coco Chanel to Archangel Michael, you name it. I mean, I was I used to go to sessions where all of these beings were channeling through someone. And so I thought I would love to do this. So I took a couple of lessons. I learned to focus and Merlin showed up. <laughs> when you say learn to focus, that meditation? Yes. Exactly. And it's really learning to be still so that you can hear. 
it's it's not through your ears it's you know it's internal and their process the ascended masters how they come to you it's it's still a little bit of a, a magical thing but when you first start you start wondering oh am i really hearing that <laughs> or or is that me but they speak through your mind they speak through your your system your whole energetic system so one is able to receive it it's it's quite marvelous <laughs> you wrote a phrase that i'm i'm using as the foundation for some of my next questions you said time spent by yourself and for yourself is to regenerate your energies and awareness of who you really truly are this is a necessary process for your well-being and evolution So I have a few questions. The first one is, is self-love a practice or an awareness that we are love itself? It's both. When we understand that we are part of this amazing universe and everything is built on love, and then we understand that everyone and everything is formed from love to a lesser or greater degree then it's something that we can understand as an energy we can hold that love but ultimately as we pursue the ascension process for ourselves we can really understand that there are certain things we can do to practice or generate those feelings within us it's a somewhat simple thing but it's also a complex thing at the same time it's a matter of choosing certain actions so that you can be and radiate love wow could you tell us what some of these practices would look like first of all i i think it's really important to know that it's an energy so when you sit and meditate this is one method to begin know that you can call upon energy and feel your own energy and love at your heart it's yes we can call it in but we are love we just want to learn how to amplify it and that is achieved by the second step which is actually opening our hearts um our hearts are going to open more as we focus on various healing modalities and other practices so that we can transmute energies uh, release energies you can think of it as you wouldn't put new wine into an old skin right we all know that phrase but we are constantly receiving uh the consciousness of love and we might have situations where things come up from for us and it can be painful it can be challenging it can be difficult but when we realize that we are love and we open our hearts then we can let all of these other experiences or pains or worries pass through in other words when we feel all of these uh, challenges inwardly and we are upset we need to realize that they're not the truth of us it's the love that's coming in that is of a higher vibration and your lower vibrations of fear and anger jealousy whatever it might be any negative thing is coming up there's a there's a principle in the universe where if you have a a higher vibration meeting a lower vibration the higher vibration doesn't go down 
to meet the lower one, the lower one has to come up. So it's a balancing of energies and one has to have an open heart to do that. There, there are many modalities and um, and even certain um, things that I combine in my in my packages of the Starlight Path, and we are going to find that it's going to require a uh, a plan of action, a a determination, if you will, to work on yourself. I mean, it's it's not always easy, is it? <laughs> so we we have to uh, sort of roll up our sleeves with ourselves and be willing to have a closer look. Yeah, I like that. What you just said, Alison, that it's not easy. It might be very simple, right? The uh, idea that we are already what we are looking for. That sounds really, really simple, but it takes a lot of work to uncover that. Yeah. I guess my next question is about um, the discovery of that part of us, of who we are. How do we know when we have understood and discovered who we really are? Well, I'd like to just clarify that a little bit and say, once you've cleared a lot of your energies and you, you are feeling more resonant with love, you are most likely working very closely with your higher self. This is the God part of you that is above you. And eventually we, we come closer and closer. So I would say that you would know when things really flow well for you. When we are doubting or uh, mired in negative thought or energy, we are not attracting the harmony and peace and the love that we would like to have and experience. So the more we work on becoming more harmonious, we can uh, attract to us uh, a greater level of peace and uh, things will just flow much more easily. <laughs> we won't be struggling all the time. <laughs> And um, and I think that's where that acceptance is, where you let go of the struggle and just accept that the universe has your back. You've got all these masters and angels working with you. You're being downloaded with all this love and guidance and wisdom. And then uh, if you choose to pursue the path, well, doors are going to start flying open and you're going to realize the synchronicity is happening. It comes in small ways. It can come in miraculous ways, but you start noticing things. And it's at that point when you start noticing that oh, perhaps numbers are always appearing or a theme comes up or you reach for a book and you open the page and it's exactly what you want. All these little things, all of these synchronicities start happening all the time. And I think once you become a little more open to receiving them, they'll show up and you'll suddenly look back and realize, oh my goodness, why didn't I see this before? And so that's the evolution um, as our hearts open to more of what the universe has to offer us. Right. We can see it clearly, yeah. Uh, talk to me about the Christ consciousness. But before that, can you please tell me what is the mind and what are thoughts? It's easy to confuse the mind. We know that as we evolve, we can tune into the Christ mind or universal mind. We have a mind which is an energetic uh, force. It's not the brain per se, although the brain is, is a miraculous uh, organ which is helping you understand so much. But the mind 
is intellectual aspect of being. And um, thoughts? And thoughts, it's very interesting because when one discusses channeling, you're receiving thoughts. But I might be having my own thoughts as well. Thoughts are something that's carried uh, through the universe. So when we when we think about something that we like, we have thoughts about it. Those, those are our thoughts. But when we tune into the universal mind, we we can start receiving thoughts and ideas, energies, concepts that aren't intrinsically created by ourselves. It's as if we are tuning in. I think that even the way the masters speak to us, uh, as in my own experience, it is a way of uh, learning how to use or transfer thoughts to another. It's not something that we currently do, but the masters transfer their thoughts to us all the time. And they can read our thoughts. So thoughts can move in a type of relay. Sometimes you might pick up on somebody else's thoughts. You you might call somebody and they say, oh, I was just thinking about it. We do it on some level. But when we eventually uh, leave our physical form and go to our next our next life, our next level of existence, we won't have that brain. We will have our mind and we will be able to transfer our thoughts from our mind and the uh, brain will be gone. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's for sure. <laughs> it's going to happen to all of us one of these days, right, Alison? That's right. And so learning, learning to channel and learning to receive thoughts, and especially in that silence, the silence of your own being, is going to be a wonderful practice for when we go to the next life. Yeah, sometimes it's interesting to believe in, um, in a separate mind. It seems like there's just one mind. That's where uh, the Christ consciousness, isn't it what this is about? I'm not sure. That was one of my questions, actually. Well, yes, you have hit upon the essence of where I think we're all going in our ascension process. And that is to develop that Christ mind or Christ consciousness. It's It already is exists, it is, we are a part of it, but yet in our humanness, because we're always looking outside of ourselves instead of going inward, all of those things outside of us distract us. And ultimately, we have the blueprint. We have everything we need, even within the physical form as well, to develop the Christ consciousness we seek. And it's interesting that, and perhaps I just should explain vis-a-vis your question earlier about religion and spirituality. When Christ, Jesus, the Christ, came, he came with a message of love. I call him the avatar of love. And so that's our topic today. And he didn't come to start a religion. Of course, a religion began and spread. But and, and that's not a bad thing. <laughs> but the principles he was espousing, um, predominantly love at that point in time, as well as many others. I don't want to belittle the others, but we are learning to become love. When we can become love, we will be well on our way to being citizens within the universe who uh, that are um, perhaps ascended masters or learning to be masters, and we are learning to govern our thoughts and 
to be and practice the energy of love. So Christ consciousness is not just about Jesus, but he brought the awareness to us. That was our gift from him. He brought many other things. But I'd also like to mention the uh, Purna avatar. That means the avatar who walked in with full consciousness, who was with us for some 80 or so years, and that was His Holiness Sri Satya Sai Baba. He gave us the five principles for life. And those five principles are love, truth, peace, right action, and nonviolence. So the Christ consciousness embraces all of those things. And um, that's that's a very big topic. We could talk for a while. <laughs> yes, we could go on and on. But in, just distill it down to the five principles of life. Love, peace, truth, right action, and nonviolence. Yeah, I love that. Right. Uh, staying with, within that topic, um, you wrote something very interesting. You said, we are the ones we have been waiting for. We each hold a key of unconditional love within our hearts in order to make a shift to unity and oneness a reality. Speaking of getting to that point of full consciousness or becoming realized, what would this relative reality look like if all of us become self-realized? Would that end all conflicts? Well, that's a very interesting question. It's one that I have asked myself. <laughs> and um, yes, we will become part of the golden age in the event we reach that pinnacle. Who knows when that will come about? The interesting opposing force for that is that on earth, we have to have the duality occurring in order for us to have our lessons. So if we eliminated the need for it, well, I don't quite know what would the earth look like, except I think we'd all be very happy. Mm -hmm. <laughs> True. <laughs> and I think we'd all be floating around. <laughs> Perhaps we'd be sent somewhere else where we could take acquired level of consciousness to those who needed it and perhaps Earth will continue with, with duality so that others will continue to come. When and how, I don't have the answer to that. But with my website, Golden Age of Light, I have always been working towards helping others achieve a level of consciousness and love as best as they are able, even as I continue to work on that for myself. It is an ongoing process, and I'm sure only God knows the answer to that. It's, <laughs> it's part of, of its divine plans. <laughs> I create it, but we're all participating. <laughs> That's the mystery, and it's beautiful too, isn't it? Not knowing. That means faith and trust. I love that too. Talk to me about the sixth and seventh rays and also the new violet flame. Okay, thank you. I would love to just talk briefly about the sixth ray. The sixth ray has had a focus. It was brought in around the birth time of Jesus. And it is a ray. There are many rays within the universe, but the sixth ray focuses on the consciousness of faith, idealism, uh, the brotherhood of man, and devotion. It's a, these energies are sort of worked together. I should explain that many years ago, I was in Chichen Itza in Mexico, and somebody showed me this amazing photograph. And it showed a violet ray. And this photographer blew up this ray. And within it, you could see this angelic writing. It was quite extraordinary. 
So you could see within the ray itself the consciousness. It was captured on film. The sixth ray captured and, and brought to mankind that faith and, and love. It formed the basis for the next ray that was to come and which we are receiving now, which is the seventh ray, the violet ray. This ray is all about freedom. Uh, it's about alchemy, uh, justice, and the violet flame, which has been brought to mankind to utilize, is part of this violet ray. Well, the, the flame generates the ray in actual fact on another planet. But the violet flame is an energy which we can individually call upon to bring about those principles I just mentioned, freedom, alchemy, and justice. And so the violet flame, it's quite extraordinary. One just has to imagine if you can't physically see it, not everyone can see the rays, but if you are proactive for yourself, you can call upon the violet ray to transform all that you are, all the things that you'd like to move past, to let go of. But there's something really important that I'd like to say about the violet flame, and that is that it, we used to think that uh, we would call upon the violet flame and say, oh, I don't want this anger anymore. I don't want this. And you have a lot of judgment about it. And you say, okay, let this go now. We need to bring love into the equation. And we do that. And so we give thanks now for all of those things that we'd like to transform or transmute to turn into another energy. So we say, oh, I give thanks for all that anger I had. And what would I like to do with that? Well, I'd like to create more joy for myself. So we give thanks for the energy and then we choose what we'd like to do with that energy. So it's about being thankful, proactive, and then coming back to love so that you will create something positive with it. You're not going to create something negative. So that action and then the end result is going to free you from a lot of hindrances or false beliefs and bring about a new balance and a sense of wellness and a sense that you are really connected to that divine mind and that that divine mind is serving you, that you're part of the universe and the universe is supporting you. It was a dispensation back in the 1950s, I think it first came. It's been or always been there, but the Ascended Master Saint Germain brought it forth for our knowledge and our use. And so this is one of the wonderful things that we have access to now so that we can build the new golden age. But if we all keep working on it, we'll get there. <laughs> <laughs> True. I love this idea of that we can all invite uh, these divine energies into our lives and transform our lives first and then the lives of others and then life itself. Would you like to say anything before I begin asking you my last questions, Alison? What I'd like to say is don't be uh, overwhelmed. Start exactly where you are and just allow, uh, allow yourself to go at your own pace. You don't have to fit in with anyone. It's, it's not a race. It's uh, an opportunity to evolve and grow spiritually. And um, I'm certainly here to help if you'd like to reach out to me. It sounds great. Thank you. I'll be asking you final questions. They might be earthly questions, <laughs> uh, more earthly than anything else, but uh, maybe not. How do you define success? What is success to you? 
we have a rather human uh, idea of what success is. Perhaps you think you're successful when you've bought a house, got a car, made so much money, and you think you reached a certain status. But to me, that's not what success is. Success is finding true inner happiness when you feel that comfort in your own skin because you you know who you are and you have a sense of uh, of your place in the universe somehow. Wow, I love that. What was the hardest lesson to learn about yourself and life? I think I'm still learning it. (laughs) (laughs) Tell me about it. (laughs) I think one of the things we tend to do as humans is to um, want to control. Um, We see how things may manifest externally and we want to create this or have that. And we might... uh, plan to do certain things and that's that's all very good but there's a phrase that man plans and god laughs mm, yeah <laughs> so i think sometimes we might hold on too tightly to something so if you squeeze water in the palm of your hand you know it's going to fly out <laughs> the idea is to be or the ideal is to be able to be flexible, not be so sold on how things have to be. Because sometimes you you may have in your head some idea, but when you get there, you say, oh my goodness, what was I I thinking? I don't like this at all. (laughs) Merlin always taught me, you, you must ask yourself, how do I feel about this? Just let go of that tight grip. And if you're really in a quandary and have to ask a question, you can do that in your your quiet time, in your meditation. And perhaps you won't get your answer right away. You can't control that either. (laughs) 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 But um, just keep showing up and stay in a place of love, center, balance, and things will start to turn around. Yeah. I like that, the idea of flow, just uh, flowing with life, not trying to, holding too tight to anything. What is another word for healing? Another word for healing is allowing yourself to become whole. You can't um, always control the healing. You'd like to but it comes back to a belief uh, that you can become whole. I use um, a method of healing called the rising star, and sometimes people have had amazing healings, but when they no longer believe that they are healed, they will revert back to the way they were. And this is because they are not allowing the healing to be in their body. One has to have the awareness that it's what you allow. Can you accept it? And sometimes people just aren't ready to accept it, or they can accept only but so much. This comes uh, hand in hand with loving yourself. That's something we could go into further also. So true. What a great subject. I love when you say accepting, allowing, inviting uh, something to come in, something that will transform your life. If you knew you would die soon in the sense of losing the body, would you make any change in your life? Um, Well, I just prepare for the transition. Um, well, I would be going with open arms to be with uh, my Merlin and the next level of life. I know that it's, it will happen when it's supposed to, so I don't lose any sleep over that. I know a lot of people have some trepidation about the actual process. I think it'll just be like going to sleep. And so 
And then we'll go and go back to the higher realms. And I think it'll be quite marvelous. Mm. It goes back to that idea of allowing again, the healing, the transformation to take place. Just being open, like you said, and accepting the process of whatever it is, right? Beautiful, beautiful. What are three things about life you know for sure? Three things. All right. Firstly, that love is. Uh, Secondly, I have the opportunity to make of myself what what I choose. And thirdly, that it's truly wonderful. It's a gift. And uh, we should make the most of it. Yeah, absolutely. Thank you so much for this conversation, Alison. It has been meaningful, fun, and deep, very deep. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you for having me. Where can we find more information about you, your books, services, future projects? Thank you. Um, you can find me uh, at two websites. The first one is my archive, where all my written words are. That is goldenageoflight.com. And then my second site, my interactive site, is my name, Alison with one L, then the letter L, James, alisonljames.com. And there you'll find uh, channelings, you'll find my calendar, um, you'll find virtual tea videos on various subjects, and and you can reach out to me um, through alisonljames.com if you'd like to uh, have a package of the Starlight Path, and I'll help you on your way uh, for your ascension process. So, wonderful. Thank you so much again, and I'll talk to you soon. Thank you so much. Thank you, Alison. Much love. Bye-bye. Bye for now. Thank you for listening. To learn more about Reverend Allison L. James, please visit her website, allisonljames.com. To learn more about this podcast, please visit fitforjoy.org slash podcast. I want to thank the Patreon members, Lawrence McGrath, Mark Basden, Terry Clayton, and Aidan Vickrock. Thank you again for listening, and bye for now. Mm-hmm.